It's a film with three brains. 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 Oh my god, you guys are freaks. First, it was also unbelievable. Mike Dexter wanted to date me. I know why I started dating him. I just don't know why I did it for so long. This party tonight? Amanda suddenly being single? It's fate. Fate has opened me a window. Yo, I got to have sex tonight. It took me all day, but I narrowed it down to a list of 10 very lucky finalists. You know what I'm saying? Yeah! I can't feel my legs. Columbia Pictures presents an event 18 years in the making. Can't hardly wait. Hello and welcome to the film with three brains. This is Sean in Chicago. This is Cohen in Maplewood, New Jersey. It's Sam in San Francisco. (laughs) I was trying to think who you sounded like there. It's Sam in San Francisco. Like, um, uh, you know, so it, it was a little Rachel Dratchy from that Saturday Night Live sketch where she's like Debbie Donner. You, you guys, if, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of Rachel Dratchy and, and a little bit Sour Bill from uh, <laughs> R- R- Ralph, Wreck-It Ralph. You know, the Sour, no, yeah. okay. Sorry, Sam. They're <laughs> <laughs> putting you down already. Oh, Welcome. Welcome. Like, uh, Going for that mystery voice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right. So we are going to talk about Can't Hardly Wait, 1998 teen comedy directed and written by Deborah Kaplan and her partner, her creative partner, Harry Elfont. Um, I guess, I mean, it's, um, yeah, I, I explained when I picked it that it doesn't have a lot of great reviews, but um, it's pretty well known. And uh, I mean, you know, it's a teen comedy. Why, why, why wouldn't you want to <laughs> see it? <laughs> sure. Um, Sam, I feel like we saw this together. I think we did. Yeah. In Madison, maybe? It was Madison. Um, I couldn't tell you the theater, but... So, yes. you want to start? Like, did you... I think we liked it back in 98. <laughs> yeah, I, I did like it back then. I don't remember too much about it. Um, but I got to say, watching it this time, I still liked it. I think, I like, obviously, pick out some flaws. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't think this deserves the, whatever it is, 41% it has on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, I think is that really all, all it is? Yeah. I'm like, That's this is says. way better than that. And I, I'm like, I'm, I watched the whole thing being a little critical and like I said, there's some things I'll talk about, but for the most part, I enjoyed it. I laughed out loud a few times. Like I thought it, the pacing was good. It was, it was, you know, with the the first, like, I don't know, half of the movie is just bam, 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 bam. And they're, they're just one thing after the other. And even though they're using some of the same tropes that show up in every teenage movie ever, um, they were doing enough, you know, fresh stuff that it didn't matter. Um, so yeah, I, mm-hmm. I was like, how could this really be a forty-one percent? Yeah. How about you, Colin? Um, <laughs> I think this is a really great pick for this podcast. Ooh, 
Whoa. Because. Hey. <laughs> Please explain. I, I feel like this is a really great, a, a really great example of um, like revisiting something you hadn't seen in a long time and, and sort of having your expectations somewhat subverted. Mm-hmm. And the reason I think that is because I remember I remember liking I I think I've seen this once or twice. I'm pretty sure I saw it in the theater and, and probably rented it when it came out on video after. And I don't think I've seen it since. And I have very fond memories of it. I, you know, I remember being funny. I remember and I here's the part that irks me is I remember Ethan Embry's character being very relatable. Mm. But watching it now and likable and watching it now, my least favorite thing about this is him. Really? Like he, yeah. Like his his whole his character, his shtick, his sad sack shtick, his grotesque obsession with a woman he's never really even had a conversation with. I find very like offensive on a deep level that I'm supposed to like him. He's I find him totally unlikable. Like he's a likable character in that he's nice to people. He seems intelligent and well spoken. But the way they present him in this film. His whole point of view and his his goals throughout are kind of kind of gross, mm-hmm. you know. Like she's right when she yells at him towards the end. She's absolutely right. Everything she says is spot on, and she doesn't even realize it. Really, yeah, right. And then the fact that they sort of like meet up at the train station and make out a bit. I'm like, you know, I don't buy any of that shit. <laughs> it doesn't it's it's not uh, I don't you know I mean not that not that this is a you know a uh, sort of a, a beacon to high school realism in any way but the rest of it for the most part you kind of like okay you know they're they're even the dick is kind of likable in his dickishness especially towards <laughs> the end you know when he somewhat slightly redeems himself although yeah. I was kind of bummed that he was such an uh, you know, such an ungodly dick to the the, the nerdy kid at the at the Waffle House, house yeah. or wherever the hell they were. Yeah. I liked it better if he was a little softer in that regard. But yeah. anyway, overall, I think this movie's really funny, and I, all the other characters I find much more much more uh, interesting and funny than unfortunately the main character. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't remember feeling that way the first time around. The first time, like I said, I found him relatable and interesting, kind of funny, I guess, but. What year did this come out? 98. Yeah, like, you know, what the fuck? You know, 24? Well, I think I think when the movie comes <laughs> out, you're young. Think. I think when the movie comes out, you're young enough to be like, hey, I liked someone for years, but they were always dating someone else, and we, nothing sure. ever happened. Like, you can yeah. relate to that. Like, when you're, you know, that's not something that really I'd expect you to relate to now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, much. If, you obsess, if you're in your 40s and you obsess over a girl for four years, you're, you're a creep. Oh. <laughs> you're not oh. just a teenager, you're an absolute creep. What if creep. you're only at like two and a half? Totally acceptable. All right, well, good. Let me put my binoculars down and focus more on the review then. Um, uh, but you did hit on the, one of the things that's, that is my biggest criticism of the movie is that 
I wanted to believe like that there was a reason she's special and he thinks she's special. Yeah. And I didn't yeah. feel like just having her walk in and looking dreamy was enough <laughs> for yeah, that. Agreed. Because that's what they gave you. And mm-hmm. even after like, hey, it's it's you know, four years later we're we're graduating from high school, there and they you give me the flashback of her just looking dreamy. Like yeah. you don't give me a single moment where she could have, they could have had an interaction, mm-hmm. which would have been super easy. That was meaningful, but at the same time, she doesn't remember his name, like right. not that big of a deal. And mm-hmm. it, it, to me, I think it would have made the whole thing yeah. a lot better as far and then as when you, looking and at then, that. And then when you sort of have that, like just like you said, and kind of juxt- juxtaposed next to Seth Green and Lauren Ambrose's sort of thing their their story is so much more interesting mm-hmm. yeah. you know they were best friends when they were little kids and then they weren't anymore and that shit happens you know that's just the way it is that's the way life works when you're a kid sometimes people grow apart for whatever reason and then they meet up at this party and they end up hooking up and they're kind of like into each other like to me that felt more more interesting more real and and less kind of than that other thing you know yeah I, I agree. I think that that the most relatable stuff is the Seth. Also, I think the best acting is Seth Green and Lauren mm-hmm. Ambrose. Yeah, I don't think that's coincidence. And I, I'm not, I'm not going to knock Jennifer Love Hewitt, but I would say some of her facial expressions got a little tiring as well. <laughs> yeah. But I think What's she always she always looks like she just smelled something really terrible. <laughs> She's just like, eh. <laughs> she just reacts to a lot. Of, she has a lot of facial expressions. Yeah. Um. But that's fine. I mean, you know, just, um, but yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand their attraction to each other other than, um, yeah, just he thinks it's kismet and, and she is on the rebound or whatever she's, you know, going through Well, she's, Mm -hmm. she's also dealing with people not really knowing her Mm -hmm. and, and she finds like, she feels like this guy might know her, but we don't get that. We don't. Do we ever mm-hmm. get to hear the letter that he write, that he writes? No. Well, he we talks. T- he's like, well, that's in the letter, and he's telling the foreign, the the stereotypic foreign exchange student, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> you know, things that are in the Would letter. Would you like to see my penis? <laughs> that guy. So, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Just had to say the line. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. he so he's explaining the letter, but he's not actually. We don't actually get to see it yeah, or no. hear no. what a great writer. That's writer probably he a good is. thing too. Yeah, it's better. And then they throw in Kurt Vonnegut at the end. I was like, what? He's going to a <laughs> workshop with Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah, in Boston. Uh, yeah, in Boston. No. I, I like definitely, that. Yeah, well, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like... Um, this, I feel like I, I do remember kind of not liking the train station stuff the first time around. Mm-hmm. But it didn't really matter because the whole thing was enjoyable and it was like, oh, let's just end this. And and you kind of do want him to have his moment. I just thought maybe he should have gotten the train. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah whole, it would have like, been great. That, that's what I was like. It's like, just give him a phone number, you know, like. Right. That's all right. You know, like that would have been much better. Yeah. If, like, if you want to find like, out here I am, who I am, yeah. here's my phone number. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. My the things I remembered best though were all all the stuff with um William, is that his name? The sort of the nerdy kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he's great. nobody drank the beer, the beer is bad. <laughs> it made me laugh out loud bad. again. <laughs> and he's like he's like <laughs> 
and yeah, the Paradise City, you know, rendition. That, was, that whole scene's really great. That scene had me laughing. I, I love yeah. it. I love when he falls down and jumps yeah. back up, and the microphone launches into the air. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. Just, that is so perfectly made. Yeah. I was just like, like they, when they made that, they must have been like, "Oh, you nailed it. That yeah. is it." Yeah. I think they captured something about when you're at a party and something epic happens, you know, quote unquote epic. <laughs> and then if you had, if you had video footage and you looked at it like, the next day, you'd be like, Oh, that, that wasn't that cool. But at the moment <laughs> it's amazing. You know, everybody's into it. He's the coolest guy there. Everybody wants to make out with him or whatever, you know, like yeah. whatever the moment is, it, <laughs> it always feels so much better when yeah. it happens. Yeah. There's also, and there's a, there's a few scenes or, or lines with Peter, that Peter Facinelli who plays Mike Dexter has that I remember and that made me laugh. <laughs> I think uh, yeah. he's made a career out of looking like a, a younger Tom Cruise. Yeah. Like I swear he's trying to make the same faces mm-hmm. in some of his scenes that Tom mm-hmm. Cruise, like that he must've spent time in the mirror just being like, okay, Tom Cruise does this. Cause it just <laughs> seems so like. Like 1980s Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Yep. This mm-hmm. well, this this movie has a ton of people in it who have who went on to, you know, bigger and better things. And I recognize. I I mean, I recognize a lot of people, but like half half the damn cast of Six Feet Under is in this movie, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And then just, um, I mean, Jennifer Love Hewitt, I guess, would be the biggest star at the time, right? Wasn't she? Yeah. She was. She had come off of. I know what you did last summer. Right. And then uh, Ethan Embry had, you know, been in a few things. He was a child actor. He didn't do much as an adult as ever. He but, like, was Seth a child Green, actor. What's that? Uh, sorry to interrupt, but Ethan Embry is, is a double up for us. He is. What else was he in? I at least the interns told me so. I had him had him working overtime. Uh-huh. Um, he is in defending your life. Real briefly, is he? He's in the. You know, they're kids and he, uh, his friend that doesn't forgot his art stuff. Yeah. Um, I like to say, I remember this, but I actually <laughs> went and looked, or sorry, the interns looked it up. <laughs> um, it's the art scene. He, he forgot to, Ethan Embry forgot his supplies and Daniel. Oh yeah. Loans him his. Yeah. Uh, wow. And if you, yeah, you, it's, I mean, it's it, anyway, he's a double up. He's one. Huh, that's sorry. cool. Yeah. What were you saying? <laughs> but uh, I don't know. There's just like the, the obvious one, Seth Green. Um, yeah. Lauren Can't Ambrose was in up. Six Feet Under, and she also is in um, Servant, uh, the M. Night Shyamalan show on, on Apple TV. And um, Peter Fontanelli, you know, he's in a bunch of other stuff, Twilight being probably the most well-known thing. Yeah. Her her cousin, cousin uh, Ron or whatever, was in ER and... The jock friends, the um, uh, the one guy, um, Freddie Rodriguez was was the the hero in um, the Grindhouse oh. movie. Oh yeah, the, the, the one uh, Planet Terror. That, Planet that, Terror. That, yeah, he he was the lead in that. The other guy was in Save the Last Dance and a bunch of other crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's but, I mean there's a ton. That, so Brecken Meyer, their lead singer of right, the right. Love Burger band. Yeah, um, he's married to Deborah Kaplan, or he yeah. was married to the Deborah yeah. Kaplan. And him and Seth Green created Stupid Buddy Studios, who did Robot Chicken. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, Don, Donald Faison, also in the band, who's in Scrubs, also does a lot on Robot, robot Chicken because they're all they're all buds. He he was in Clueless. I was trying to think of oh, anyone right, else yeah. that might have been in Clueless, but I well, him and Breckenmeyer, yeah, Breckenmeyer, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, I mean, then there's there's a lot. There's Jason Siegel and well, oh right, yeah, yeah. Jason Siegel, yeah. <laughs> And uh, the first woman that uh, Seth Green hits on is Selma Blair. Right, yeah. right. Hellboy, Cruel Intentions. Oh, you know who else I recognized? And I had to, she's uncredited, so I had to look it up, like do a Google search and do a bit of poking around. But have you guys ever seen Not Another Teen Movie? Uh, yes. With Chris Evans? I don't want to admit it, but yes. It's actually, it's, <laughs> it's actually quite funny. I would recommend it, anyone to watch it. It's pretty funny. But the lead in that, who plays like the supposed, you know, frumpy girl who once she takes off her glasses and takes out her ponytail, she's beautiful. She's in Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah. She's just in the crowd. She's in the very front of the crowd cheering when William's singing um, the Guns N' Roses song. And I recognized her. I was like, is that, oh, is that the girl from Canada? From <laughs> so I looked it up and yes, it is. It's her. But she's uncredited. She's just an extra. So that movie, I mean, that movie is at least as funny as Can't Hardly Wait. I'll have to check it out then. Yeah. I think that there's a, I mean, there's definitely a moment here because I think somewhere they said that the studios kind of went with this because of the, like, Scream and um, I Know What You Did That Summer and mm-hmm. sort of teen stuff that was getting, sure. was, they were doing really well at the box office. And so they were like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, what's. And they weren't wrong. I mean, this this did sure. well. Yeah. And but also, oh, and like, Jamie Presley's in this. Yeah, yeah, Jamie Presley. And Clea, Clea, Clea Duvall has a tiny role. And Leslie Grossman, who's in um, American Horror Story. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Cle- who's Clea Duvall? She's, uh, she was the, uh, wait, who is she just as an actress? Uh, both, yeah. I should know, but I don't. Um, well, I mean, she's in a lot of stuff. She's in the faculty. I don't know. That's. I feel like the faculty okay. is like the one thing I remember her most from. But she's also in Argo. She was in Heroes, oh. the series. She was in Identity with uh, John uh, Cusack. Yeah. Okay, I know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jamie Presley's the love interest in Joe Dirt, right? <laughs> yeah. That's. Um, I think her that playing is the true. theme. I believe <laughs> is it. Is she? Or at least oh, where no, I no, recognize she, her from. She's, it, she's, she's not the main girl. She, not right? the main one. She's the. Sorry, you're right. She's, but she, I remember her from that. That was, I was like, she's really familiar. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't help but think of my name is Earl because I, yeah. Uh, but she's in a lot of stuff too. She is. She's in plenty. Oh, she's in not another teen movie as well. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of my point. Like all this stuff that's banging around at this time was perfect. We know like this big cast, all these, all these young actors, around mm-hmm. you know just around the the right age was perfect for them i mean yeah it's pretty cool i mean it, there's um um an la times like uh interview with a bunch of them and they just sound like they're having a good time you know just hanging out mm-hmm. it's like Lorna bros seth green uh sure you know oh and melissa joan hart yeah melissa joan hart uh, um oh and what's what's a girl uh from dharma and greg uh, Jenna Elfman. Jenna Elfman. Oh yeah, she's she. Yeah. Go ahead. 
Oh, no, she was another one of those people. As soon as I saw her, I'm like, oh, I know who she is. She's been in a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and she is also a double up for us. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yes. What else? She has a brief cameo in... Um, I, go ahead. I'll... I knew it. I mean, I saw her and I was like, oh, yeah, she's... She lost it in uh, some ice. She... She lost it on some ice in, in Lake St. Clair. And she... Uh... And, um, gross point blank. <laughs> yes, gross point blank. She's at the reunion. Oh, In a neck right. brace. <laughs> right, yes. right, right. But yeah, She's... they just, you know, there's, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of fun people, funny people. Yeah. And Jerry O'Connell is Trip McNeely. Yeah, that was a good <laughs> cameo too. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out if he was really... Putting that, I mean, because he, he did it really, he did it really well. He did that sort of aging jock thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's almost. I think part of the reason I like this movie is that it, even though it's really like kind of celebrating all this stuff, it it doesn't seem to take itself too seriously. Sure. And I mm-hmm. would compare. I mean, because it's like one. I mean, I guess they set out to make, you know, one night like one party. We're gonna make a movie about one party. And in that way, it's um, probably most like, you know, dazed and confused or something. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. one day, end of the school, one big night. Um, I mean, dazed and confused, I think, is is better, of course, but it's also different. It's it's yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. I can't really put my finger on it, but I just I just appreciate this because it's just trying to be a fun teen movie. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, it says some stuff, but it doesn't it doesn't really care too much to to make grand points mm-hmm. or anything you know it's like let's just have a party and let's just see what happens with all these crazy kids mm-hmm. and it's the, it's probably a good thing it didn't stick with the r rating versus, yeah. you know they got they cut it down to pg-13 and i guess they had yeah. to like i don't know do you know anything about that no, <laughs> you know, I, read <laughs> some, I read some of the cut scenes he did. and there it didn't go. seem like that big a deal you know yeah i didn't like i was like i don't know that if it were made today with what the stuff i read about that was cut it would actually get an r rating mm-hmm. yeah but i don't know i think it's good the way it is it's probably more accessible as pg yeah 13 rather than yeah was one of those examples how they they sort of made the brownies just brownie like they didn't say they were pot brownies but we all know they're pot brownies yeah so Ethan Embry mm-hmm. claims to barely remember filming this movie because he was so stoned the whole time. <laughs> Come on. How do we not talk about that? Because he had those eyes. He had those like, I'm trying not to look stoned eyes. Yeah. He's like wide eyed. <laughs> There's no way he was stoned the whole time. <laughs> He's lying? He says, he also says he didn't read the whole script. He only read his parts and did his parts. So he actually never saw the whole movie or knew, knew, knew the whole movie. Oh, that makes sense. That's sloppy. What? <laughs> well, he spends half the movie in, running in around the, the car and stuff, and he's not in a lot of scenes with people. How could you not want to know? Oh, like just not want to watch the movie? and Or not even read the whole script. That's like, true. your name's all over it. Like, wouldn't you want to know? Like, I don't know. Wouldn't it help you be like the character you're going to be? Like how you fit in? Like, you're like, no, I'm that's just going to be point. me and do. Maybe that's why he was not so great. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You you know, you said it was your least favorite part. He gave it away. 
He didn't do his homework. <laughs> How did he even graduate from high school? <laughs> Kurt Vonnegut writing thing. Yes. I'm, I'm just saying, like, if he's such a good writer, why don't we get to read his damn letter? Right. <laughs> ah. mm. Yeah, this movie sucks. We ruined it. We got it all wrong. <laughs> we got it all wrong. <laughs> there are a bunch of scenes of a girl you couldn't understand what she was saying, and they'd have they'd have subtitles in <laughs> that got cut. Oh, and, yeah. yeah, yeah. And one of them was that was the Jennifer Love Hewitt um, is told exactly who Preston is and and where he is, but she can't understand what she's saying. <laughs> <laughs> Garbled. Um, that's funny <laughs> yeah so I was like oh you know I don't they could have had her in there you know some of these yeah. scenes <laughs> I think, you know when I look at this movie it doesn't seem that dated like it seems mm. like oh it's you know a lot of this seems like it could still just be the same today you know there's not it doesn't rely a lot like a lot on technology except for the fact that he uses a payphone. um <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> but until the end of the movie, and they talk about the nerd who goes on to create a tech company worth forty million dollars. I'm like, I know that forty million is a lot, but it's really. <laughs> <laughs> I think what they're going for, I think, is if if it would be more like four hundred million at this at this point, or four billion. <laughs> oh, but that was the one thing that made me laugh was like, like Austin one. Powers one million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's not really a lot these days. <laughs> yeah, I I like that. Um, they like you were just saying this kind of relatable. I think that that's. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but. You know, Melissa Joan Hart's walking around with the with the yearbook, and she wants everybody to sign, and and you know, it's like the memories and the stuff. You know, like the idea that your class or your this moment in time is special is only important to you. Nobody really cares. Mm-hmm. But you're, but we all relate to being that age and going through that those moments. And I mean, that's what we, that's what we remember. That's what we cling to is that those feelings, not like exactly so. I like that. I don't. I don't know how they managed to make it. I mean, I guess part of the music was was part of the the sleight of hand almost because they would they would throw back you know to the Guns and Roses of an older time, but then they would or you know or Run DMC or you know they would throw that stuff in there for a specific purpose or to make you know give you a certain vibe. But you know that that moment in time there was you know. Did it matter what what exactly they were doing in, in 1998? I mean, except for the technology stuff, I don't, I can't think of anything that was that really stood out as dated or. Yeah, just the clothes. The clothes, yeah, I guess the clothes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Clothes. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I'm saying though. I think, well, yeah, the Eve the Eve six is a little heavy, I think, but. <laughs> I, I mean, I think obviously the, the, I think the soundtrack is awesome. Like as many. Yeah good songs to say I, I mean they released the soundtrack with 15 songs on it and you realize like wait a second they missed out like there's another roughly 25 songs in the movie yeah. that aren't on the soundtrack i mean aren't on the the what the cd they released for the soundtrack and there are so many good songs of 
that weren't on that soundtrack. But and, and it was int- to me, it was like like you'd hear a song for. 20 seconds i was like oh that's a soul coughing song and it was it was there like, <laughs> I, I there and gone like you know brian setzer orchestra there and gone you know yeah. but i was like i can't believe how many like real bands they they have in in this movie how many good songs i wonder if it was cheaper then like how did they have a budget for all those royalties or I wondered that too. I was like, there must be a different royalty. It's like, hey, if we use less than 30 seconds of a song, it's a different royalty. Yeah, maybe. You know? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I mean, seriously, some of them are so quick, you know? Yeah. Um, But, and then I was like, you know, Run DMC, Parliament. And there's so many good songs in there. But yeah, it's a great, great little music time capsule. Did you Um, guys um, recognize the, the silent kleptomaniac kid? I did, but I, I can't remember which movies he's in. <laughs> it's an American Pie. Is American Sherman. Pie? Yeah, the Shermanator. The Shermanator. That's it. Yeah, I love it. Like he doesn't have a line. He just steals stuff the entire movie. <laughs> just steals stuff in the background. <laughs> he steals a cop car. He steals a gumball machine at the end. <laughs> what a great character. <laughs> No explanation. Nobody talks to him. Nothing. Just steal stuff. It's one, perfect. One other actor who has a bit part who went on to, you know, more stuff is the 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 guy, the tall guy who like licks her um, coat because he, oh uh, the brownie yeah he his, uh, his name's Eric Belfour he's he was in Six Feet Under and then he was in Twenty Four also with Donald Sutherland is he the Kiefer. Um, Kiefer, I mean Kiefer. <laughs> Donald. Does he have the curly hair? Is a stoner kid? Yeah, he he okay. looks vaguely Hispanic, perhaps. He's sort oh, of ethnically okay. ambiguous. Okay. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I know. Okay. Is that the politically correct way to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ambiguously Latino. Yeah. <laughs> A teen X, apparently. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know if you guys watched Twenty Four, but <laughs> but um, Jack Bauer's daughter Kim went through boyfriends, and they all met terrible fates, <laughs> generally. And he was one of them. Oh, it was so great because, like, in the in in the episode where he ends up, you know, as like the red shirt guy from Star Trek, he uh, in one scene they like they get jumped by bad guys, and this and Eric Belfort's like, ha, and he he's like, ha. He's kicking these dudes. He's like roundhouse kicking these guys, like karateing the hell out of them. And then this real, like the next scene, it's not the next scene, but it, in my memory, it feels like they cut to him in the hospital because he got like hit by a car or something. <laughs> and the camera slowly pans down the hospital bed until it gets to, oh, he's got no legs. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. It's like, all right, dude. No more kicking people in the face for you. <laughs> that was uh, when Twenty Four started to get a little soap opera. Yeah, I think tuned out by then. Yeah, I think I made it through a season, or yeah, maybe two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I definitely i've I've said this before. We've talked about Seth Green before. I I just love that guy. I don't know. I don't know what oh, it is yeah, about he's him. He's great. Everyone, that's the thing about this movie too, is like everyone, even the people with bit parts, everyone does their thing well for the most part, you know? 
Yeah. Because there's, you've seen plenty of movies with ensemble cast where you're like, ugh, this person sucked. That person stinks. Why the hell did they cast that moron? You know, or like, you know, the actors in it just aren't very good. But in this, everyone's just sort of firing on all cylinders, you know? Like, even people with one or two lines just are killing it. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's, uh, you know, sort of why these people, for the most part, all went on to bigger and better things. Yeah, who's the nerd guy? Oh, singer. Right. Um, he Hook, well, yeah, who was in Hook? He's in Hook. He's in uh, uh, What About Bob? Right. <laughs> um, right. He yeah, he just what he stopped doing. Oh, and Dick Tracy this. too. Yeah. And Dick Tracy, because he yeah, was at he, MIT he, and he's all yeah. You know, physics I'm sure he could. I'm sure he could have. Think he went into law or something. Yeah. Yeah. You think you, you think to. you could have had a, a real sure. That? I, I agree. I think he's I think he's very good in What About Bob for some reason as a kid actor and then he's mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, I think he's great and can't hardly wait. I think it's a little like they're uh, speaking of criticisms, you know, the, the other thing that kind of struck me was the sort of the pervasive homophobia <laughs> you know that, permeating that did stick out this time throughout, yes. yeah throughout the film you're just like geez the worst <laughs> thing they can think to do to these people who tormented them their whole lives is to make them look like they're gay lovers like right you know i mean geez and although mike, i mean I, I will i will say that his <laughs> line delivery made me laugh out loud the way he he says yeah. that just that's what I was me. gonna say. So it's so the way he recounts it, right? So first he's yes. at the, yes, the he's getting he humiliated the party, and then yes. and then someone says fag, and then everyone's yes. laughing, yes. and then he's recounting Later. it. He's like, "Somebody yeah. call me fag." <laughs> yeah. The way he says that is really fucking funny, man. <laughs> I was laughing. It's like, dude, he seems so genuinely hurt. He did. Yeah. I know. It's like, all right. But yeah, so, and then, the, yeah, the thing at the end with dressing them up, and I mean, it was very Heathers in that regard. Yeah. Which had the same sort of trappings, yeah. That's true. That's that's pretty much the only thing that doesn't really translate today. It's like, it's, you know, not all those yeah. jokes are going to land, but right. at the time, I, you, you see why they would put them in there, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I suppose. Anyway, going back to Seth Green, because I'm such a fan. Um he was, they were, yeah, they're being, all being interviewed by the Los Angeles Times and they were talking about, you know, uh, the question was, how, how do you think, how much do you think movies are reflecting what te- teenagers really feel? Um, and then Seth said, it's, you know, it's a market that hasn't been tapped. You know, they're hungry, kids are hungry for it. And then Lauren Ambrose says, well, duh, who goes to the movies? You can't, they can't go to bars. Right. You know, and then Seth Green said, you can only see the English patients so many times before you want to see a bunch of kids at a party. <laughs> that made me think of you. <laughs> I agree with that statement one thousand percent. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, then and this, he, this this from someone who only made it through about fifteen minutes of the English patient. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guys asked, you know, what actors do you look up to? And Seth said, I pretty much look up to everybody I meet. Hey, I'm little. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's tiny. I can't uh, mention meeting him in an airport. Yeah. Kilometer. But yes, tiny. Come on. 
That's my takeaway. You should tell that story for our listeners. Yes, in case you missed that episode. Oh, I, I didn't. I didn't say it in the other episode. Oh, it was Did like you? a year ago, at least. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. If we can't brief. remember, how do which our episode would it have been? <laughs> the can't uh, buy me love. Can't buy me love. Because these are double. Oh, up. geez, that's right. I totally forgot. Oh, you probably yeah, did. Come didn't on. You? Get with well, give it. us give us the Cliff Notes version. All I remember is something about a, a rhino in the middle of nowhere in in Kilimanjaro Airport, which I guess isn't nowhere, but it's Kilimanjaro. Um, <laughs> but it's a it's a little airport. It's a tiny airport because most people don't. Most people go into Tanzania, you know. I mean to um, Nairobi or and drive and things like that. So anyway, we're waiting for our plane. There's no one else in the airport except for two guys who are out at the other end just walking back and forth. And they pass us, and we're like, that's Seth Green. And we're with another guy. He's like, that, he, the kid's like, he's like, that's Seth Green. <laughs> uh, and like, okay, so we start, we go up to talk to him. And we had seen him. I didn't recognize him, but he had, we, we'd been in different, um, um, like, Jeeps driving around the, the Ngorogoro crater area. And we'd passed each other, and I'd recognized, like, his facial hair and hat and all that. And I was like, oh, yeah, we saw you. Or, like, yesterday, he's like, oh, you did? And I'm like, yeah, it was, you know, near that dead hippo. And he's like, oh, my God, that thing. And I, I tell, to this day, the strongest, nastiest odor I can ever remember in my <laughs> life is a rotting dead hippopotamus. Mm. Like, it was so foul, like, so thick. Like that's way more memorable than Seth Green. Like it just it can't. Like you can say you can think of any like outhouse you've ever been to, any 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 gas station bathroom where you like walked into the wrong thing, and it's like not even close. Mm-hmm. Like, it is just it's like like you're like gagging. You're like holding back. You know. Maybe you shouldn't have so, scooped yeah. up a jar to take home then. <laughs> It's the sort of thing that you kind of wish you could do that because you'd be like, oh, yeah, I smell this. You know, like you just want, you want to do that to people. I mean, at least in our household, we're like, is this milk bad? And you shove it in someone else's, you know, your, your, the next nose closest to you. Right. You is know this it's rotten? Bad. Try it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we do that to each other. We'd be like, like, all right, you, you woke me up with the dead hippo jar. Thanks. <laughs> you know? Anyway, that's that's it. Yeah. He was also in Pump Up the Volume. Oh, yeah. I forgot that one, too. He's a triple up. He's a triple up. Yep. He doesn't do a whole lot in that movie, but he's not given much to do. He's the friend of the rocker guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Whose apartment I've been in. That's right. In Brooklyn. Yeah. All right. Well, we've reached, we've reached our quota of stories, so yeah, we, we can't revisit that one. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, I think one of the fun things about watching this movie that you kind of hinted on too is all these things that seemed important back then, and I just like the like you're saying the yearbook girl. And I gotta say, like, when's the last time you pulled any of that stuff out? <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> It's been a while. I don't even know where my yearbook is. Like, if you're like, yeah. hey, you have 10 minutes to find your yearbook or die, I'm going to die. Yeah, I'm not quite sure mine are either. <laughs> Aliens have taken over. They want all our yearbooks. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Fucked. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, 
I don't know if we want to delve into this, but the, the whole weird reception of like the weird reviews and stuff. I, I mean, what I, what I noticed in at least, you know, the wiki page, it's some of them are pretty, or, you know, people that I respect, like, you know, the AV club from the onion, um, you know, the Stephen Thompson said that the film deserves credit both for its breezy pacing and its uncommon tendency to make its characters smarter and geekier than they might've been. Hmm. And his comments like that, he's like, yeah, yeah, I, I think so. And then you got somebody like Roger Ebert, and I, I've I meant it, admitted Ebert, uh, I don't want to say hater, but I, I disagree with him a lot. Mm-hmm. He gave it one one point five stars out of four. Mm-hmm. And he, he said, the kind of movie that somehow succeeds in moving very, very slowly, even while proceeding at a breakneck pace. It cuts quickly back and forth between nothing and nothing. <laughs> I don't think have he's entirely zing. wrong. Yeah, his last, <laughs> last line is it doesn't but have the zing I, I guess I of life and subversion that the best high school movies always have. Yeah. So he's he's pretty much criticizing it based on other movies, and we've you know we've seen a few of these movies. We reviewed some of them. Yeah, you know it's not it's not three o'clock high. It's not it's not like a Dazed and Confused. It's 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 different, but I don't but, think that's necessarily bad. No, I agree. because when he says that this is quickly zinging back and forth or cutting quickly back and forth between nothing and nothing, it's kind of then you're criticizing Seinfeld. Like, the, you know, <laughs> they they said their show is about nothing. And this movie isn't about much more than that. It's, you know, it's a kid who has this, you know, fantasy about a girl and just wants to get the nerve up to talk to her once and see if he even has a chance. And that's it. Like, it's there's other little things in there, but it's not trying to teach you any big lessons. You already said that. Like it's okay to have a movie about nothing, but I don't think maybe in the late nineties, it didn't seem like it was okay because when you do, if you're going to go back and compare it to all the John Hughes movies, there's no, it's not, it's not breakfast club and it's not, but it's not trying to be breakfast club. It doesn't like you don't, you don't want it to try to be breakfast club because what are you going to do? You're going to compare it to breakfast club and you'll be like, it wasn't breakfast club, you know? (laughs) So it's, you know, I think it's with the with the pacing and that, you know, it, it fits, you know, it's, it fits the 90s. You know, it's it's a 90s movie. Like if you're like, hey, what's a 90s teen movie? This is going to be one of the ones that, you know, even though the critics didn't agree, I think it's one that says like this is what a 90s teen movie is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how you would fix it quote-unquote fix it i mean like if you didn't focus solely or not solely but so much on his and uh, ethan Embry's story like you know the the one mm-hmm. chance he had um or maybe like put that maybe the train stuff you know we already said maybe just the phone number and then put it before or not before but I, like the i just remember thinking the 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 diner scene you know i I think I disagree with Cohen that I think I kind of liked that Mike Dexter was still kind of a dick, you know, he, I, it's, I think he was a, he was a hundred percent dick. I would have liked him to have been an 80% dick. Well, I think he was 80% dick, but I think he was reverting to form because he was, you know, he is who he is. And when, you know, when he's drunk, he was like, okay, I can, you know, we had a good time. I can let my feelings out. But then walls go back up. He's back with his buddies and you know, this this kid who he did a really nice thing for by helping him out in jail, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He didn't want to admit to that. It was really the, 
you know, the, it has to be the, he has to be Mike Dexter again, mm-hmm. you know, even though he, he knows it's, he's kind of doomed and he's already learned that college isn't so great and all this stuff. He's learned these mm-hmm. lessons, but it's not going to change him. Yeah. You know? I just, I, I would have liked just a moment, very brief of recognition from him of some I mean, sort. I mean, other than the stuff at the night before. The I party. think it's because it's hitting more of a personal level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you lose your football scholarship, Cohen? I did. Oh. And someone in there dick. called me. A... <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I would have liked it if he had brushed him off in a slightly different manner. Okay. And then once he left... Then the same thing. And then he just shits all over him, you know? Yeah. yeah. But for just the briefest of moments, acknowledge, you know, that they shared something. Even yeah. if it's just a look. Yeah. A, a, a half second look. And then he shits all over him. Something. I don't know. I would have thought that. I, I just felt like that would have been a little more effective. I think they probably just, the, the you know, when he does the Urkel and the glasses with his hands, <laughs> I think they terrible. were just like, this has got to be the last shot. This has got to be our <laughs> lasting image of Mike Dexter. <laughs> they couldn't resist it. Know, but also, like, who, who, who has ever done that? Who's <laughs> over the age of, like, eight? <laughs> uh, I mean. <laughs> Besides last week. Yeah, I mean. So, do we miss anything important? Um, I mean, there's a <laughs> no lot. Need yeah. to remake it. No need to remake it. Oh, well, time. wait a minute. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt said she was in, in 2019. She said she was going to remake it, or not? She was going to do a sequel. Sorry. Oh yeah. A reunion of all the same people. <laughs> it said, yeah, she was. She was on somebody's pat podcast and she said she was developing can't hardly wait to and she plans to direct it herself with the whole gang that's mm. all it says in wikipedia that, that one might great. need a plot <laughs> yeah also it'd be i think it would be way too serious too it would be kind of like yeah. now we have lives and jobs and kids and who cares what happens happened 20 years ago or, or unless there was some, well, I guess you could say maybe Lauren Ambrose got pregnant or something. I don't know. I don't, nah, I don't know. I don't care. I don't care to see a sequel to this. Nah, that seems unnecessary. And how, how, how would that even work? Like, I don't know. It just seems, nah. Seems doomed to fail. There was a, a thing I read about this after I didn't catch it in the film that, um, Trick McNe- uh, Trip McNeely's shirt has a low, uh, has a fraternity letters on it for Delta Iota Kappa. Okay. Just dick. <laughs> 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 I didn't catch that. That would, that's pretty deep. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Another factoid I, I, I read that I thought was interesting is the, the two people who wrote and directed this wrote the role of Kenny Fisher for Brecken Meyer. Oh really? But he, yeah, but he couldn't do it because he was filming Fifty Four, and so he had to turn the, turn the part down, and then they cast Seth Green, but then they kept Breckenmeyer just for the smaller role, huh? Of of Loveburger. 
I just figured it was they didn't want to be accused of nepotism since he was. I don't know. If, oh, maybe it was before he was married to the writer director, but yeah. Hmm. Um, and then someone else was, according to, I keep blanking on his name. The kid that, <laughs> where's the cast list? <laughs> William, uh, the actor that plays William. Yeah. According to him, um, the original person chosen for that role was the the kid from Jumanji. Hmm. Um, the kid that plays the younger Robin mm-hmm. Williams in Jumanji. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I like the, uh, the whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> I already forgot. <laughs> William? Why am I? I can't. Yeah. Well, what's the what's his real name? I had some black. Um, Charlie Corsmo. There yeah, we go. him. Charlie Corsmo. Charlie. Whew, oh, thank you, Charlie. Charlie bit me. <laughs> Sam, what did you think about the very very the end credit? Uh, <laughs> his two friends walking down the street. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, the two guys and they yeah. get uh, scooped up by the spaceship. Yeah, <laughs> the 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 uh, the um, because they're wearing the t-shirts, the X Files t-shirts. Uh, yeah. the whole thing is like perfect. Um, did you know? I, I, the very very end was <laughs> is did you guys did you stay around for that when I tried to watch all the, the credits? Qu- the quote for um, Peter Facinelli's quote. Is the very last thing after so. all the music's done, everything's done. What is it? Is you? No. He, he's like, um, it's what he says in the party when when he's getting teased. He's like, I'm gonna kick all of your asses. <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. It's at the very end. All the credits are done. The music stopped. Everything, and then that quote comes in again. <laughs> so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did enjoy those guys playing fake lightsabers with their with their yeah. flashlights. <laughs> Putting his hand in his sleeve to do Luke and yes. <laughs> Luke doesn't hit Darth Vader. Well, Wait, what have we just <laughs> cut his hand off? Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Listeners, don't draw too many conclusions about who we identify with this in this, yeah, in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I relate to the nerds the most in this. Or yeah. do. Whatever whatever suits your fancy. Uh, you know, uh, I did have to fact check. It really was Barry Manilow's birthday. Because <laughs> yeah. um, it's like... Wait, what? Like, Are they just like... You know, they, they, when the, the radio DJ says it's Barry Manilow's birthday and you can call yeah. in and talk to Barry. And I was like, is it really? So I looked it up. I'm like, it's Barry Manilow's birthday. Like someone, you know, I, I like late May have, or June or something. Yeah. June. Um, so was, I think it was June 17th or something, which is like, oh, it all fits. Like they didn't make that crap up. <laughs> <laughs> if, if nothing makes me hate a movie more than when they, when they lie about, uh, Barry Manilow's birthday in it. That's <laughs> that's it. I was just thinking how rude it was for her to hang up on it. You know, he actually <laughs> got through and was talking to the radio DJ yeah. and was asking his question. I mean, what yeah. are the odds? If anyone, yeah, if anyone, these, no one these days can relate to actually calling a DJ because no one's one like, well, what's it? Why listen to that's the radio? True. It just listen to Spotify. But like, yeah. God, if you got through to the DJ. That was that was something. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
I won Stone Temple Pilot concert tickets getting through. Mm. Yes. Right. Did you, get, you had to be late. the right color? You had to, no, you had to be the first one to identify like five songs. And they gave you like this half second snippet of five songs all squished together. And uh, I was listening to the radio and all these people just kept calling in and getting it wrong. And I'm like, well, you, and they kept saying, I'm like, oh my God. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to call. I picked up, it rings, won the tickets, got them right. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. They still do that? No, this was like 1995. Well, I mean, there's still radio. Isn't there's still there? similar. Yeah, there's a. Do they, um, do they do they make people call in to give away concert tickets? I mean, kind of. There's there's a local Chicago station that does, um, you know, a song challenge, and they they do seven songs, and you gotta name them all in 30 seconds. You gotta name the song. I don't know. It's I don't know what they win. They win something. I don't, I don't really know. <laughs> I mean, I play, I definitely play along every time I hear it just, you know, to test my, but it's all, it's all classic rock and you know, it's, it's like five things you've heard of and two, the two obscure ones that you probably wouldn't get in in 30 seconds, Hmm. but people still win. I mean, you know, good for them. I I definitely (laughs) like those kind of games is what I'm saying. I appreciate those games, (laughs) whether or not they exist or may make any difference anymore. I still like them. Great. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm happy for Sam 20 years ago when he won those Stone Temple Pilot tickets. Good for you. Yes. Um, it's all about the memories. I mean, but. it was Stone Temple Pilots. We're going to leave that one alone, I think. I don't know. <laughs> we, we review albums on our other podcast, so yeah. I'm just going to let that go. Yeah, we would also, like, if you had a, a different, uh, you had an alter- alternative suggestion, Cohen. <laughs> to what tickets he won? Yeah, like, what, what would be better than Stone Temple Pilots? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I feel like that's a long and detailed list. No, I mean, your list. Oh, my list? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we can guess. Uh, Marilyn Manson? Uh, what? What? No. Sticks? <laughs> I saw Marilyn Manson once. Once. With, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> once. With Nine Inch Nails. All right. That was, that was some crowd. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, I was just going to throw out the, uh, what's the, the email in case anyone has any um if we missed anything that they you really you know this is kind of a well-known movie and if you think we missed something important tell us the film with three brains at gmail.com or you know right yeah we're lonely just just write to us <laughs> just email us man <laughs> <laughs> For the love of God. Since that email account has never received an email. Has <laughs> <laughs> anybody checked? We're still checking it, yes? Okay. I check it. Okay. <laughs> well, we've only mentioned like twice, so it's not... <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we should make it more of a regular thing. I think I think we got once... I think we got... I think uh, a fellow by the name of Google emailed us once to <laughs> explain to uh, something about their terms of service. <laughs> well, I had changed. Oh. How nice of that. Yeah. yeah. You want to know what we're doing next? Yes. Please. I think we're doing a genre we haven't touched upon yet. Get out of here. Oh, can we guess the genre? Or is can that new? I don't know. 
we haven't touched upon at all or we haven't i don't think so really it might be wrong but uh or do we need the do we need the genre for the hint are we gonna get the genre if we guessed well, you haven't guessed yet. How can no, I know what you're right. going to guess? Well, I'm trying to catalog like, all the... We've done musicals. Thank you, Cohen. We've done horror. We've done action. We've done some romantic comedy. We've done some teen movies. We've done... God. Have we done any like real sci-fi? Mm. Uh, if you count the fifth element. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely. That. Yeah. That's, that's, that's sci-fi. That's... What are we missing? Is it like that? Is it a big genre or is it like a sub? Yes, it's a big genre. It's a big one. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> I got nothing. All right. It's documentary. <laughs> we have done documentary. Well, when, yeah. When we did. were kings. We were, yes. When we oh, were kings. Oh, yeah. You're right. All right. Well, it's another documentary. <laughs> <laughs> We've only done it once. Okay. All right. Is that our hint? Yeah. Okay. Is it Roger and me? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. Just thought I'd take a stab. It's a really big one from the early 80s. Is and... it the Thin Blue Line? No. Good <laughs> guess, though. Thanks. <laughs> and I almost, that that um, same director, I almost picked one of his other movies. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I like Fast, Cheap, and Out of Control. Yeah, sure. Oh. It's a good one. Yeah, I like that yep. one. Errol Morris. Yep, but not pick that. Okay. Hmm. Let's see. Let me think. Documentaries back then. This right. director is also an actor, and he is in The Mandalorian. Oh, is it? Um, it's uh, Werner Herzog. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What's he's done a lot of documentaries. Yeah. Did he oh, do that? He's got a couple of little, really big little ones. Dieter needs to fly. That's a good guess, but that was not it. That was my second pick, Shit. which might have been my first pick, I, I, or should have been. But it, I picked one um, that I haven't seen. That I, at least I don't think I've seen it. Hmm. It is at one of the early '80s. It's about an opera in the jungle, opera house in oh. the jungle. Oh, oh, yeah. John Fitzcarraldo. Oh, yeah. Burden of Dreams. For Fitzcarraldo. Wait, that's not a documentary. What? It's not? <laughs> What's going uh, on here? <laughs> Wait, are you picking Fitzcarraldo? Uh, I'm going to pick that then. I have not seen it. <laughs> I didn't know it wasn't a documentary. Wait, I'm so confused. You thought Fitzcarraldo was a documentary? Yeah. It's not. Oh. But they made a documentary about it called Burden of Dreams, but uh, Les Blank made it. So that's okay. I totally, <laughs> I, I confused myself. Because it said the behind-the-scenes story is as thrilling as the film itself. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to pick that. I haven't seen it. But I didn't realize that it wasn't all one. I've never seen Fitzcarraldo. It's awesome. So it's we're really doing good. that then. It's yeah, not a documentary, a but it is one of the best documentaries. Well, the good news is it's free on Tubi and Amazon Prime and... I'm pretty sure I have I have a, a a Werner Herzog box set I bought years ago, it's like ten of his films. I'm almost certain that's one on there. That's a good movie. That's a really good movie. I've not seen it either. I, I have I. I've seen something like it about and an opera. The, do, the, jungle, the documentary but... about it is friggin' fascinating. Huh. 
All right. And well, I'm interested to see both. Yeah, maybe yeah. we should watch both. Yeah. Should we do that? Sam just pick. <laughs> Sam gets to dictate terms. <laughs> yeah, it's your, your, your call. Yeah, yeah, is the documentary easily available too? Ugh, I don't know. What's that called? Yeah, called Burden of Dreams. Burden of Dreams, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That It might not... <laughs> uh, it's a tightly run ship here. We we know it's exactly. on the Criterion <laughs> Channel. All you can rent it. You can rent it. Okay. Well, why don't we why don't we make it a game time decision? We'll just say we'll work Let's it out. Let's do both. Yeah. I mean, if, all right. Okay. I haven't watched a good documentary in a long time. We're adaptable here at any, the film with three brains. Any uh, suggestion on which to watch first? I'd watch Fitzgerald at first. It seems like yeah. the way to go, right? So you know what they're talking about. Yeah. In the documentary. Why don't I see any spoilers in the documentary? I mean, the only time mm. we've done anything like this is the um, Galaxy Quest. And mm -hmm. I said, do it, do it however, whatever, whatever order you want. And I think in that one, in that case, it was better to watch the documentary first because it was kind of primed mm. you. But since this also, is... Also, this, this is in my list. Fitzgerald oh. is in my list of movies to pick. Nice. Oh, I swiped one of yours. You Sweet. did. Oh, uh, wait. It. You were actually going to pick a really good movie. <laughs> hey, yeah. I, I feel bad for swiping it from you because yeah. that means we're going to see something. We're going to see some yeah. in exchange. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll dig up some Werner Herzog movie that blows. <laughs> there aren't, there aren't, there really aren't any. I mean, he's, he's a fast he's special. filmmaker. Yeah. I he's... don't think there's any that are truly terrible. You know what else doesn't blow? This review. Mm. <laughs> it's In pretty... fact, top. one of our best. Top of the top? Yeah. Tip, cream of the crop? Top of the heap? A number one. <laughs> That's the cue to wrap it up because uh... <laughs> Sean's getting stupid over here. One last little thing here. If you Google Burden of Dreams <laughs> yeah. and you're sitting like two feet away from your computer screen and you look at the fo the photos that show up, there's like six photos that show up. One of them is Mick Jagger. And then to the right of that, two spaces over, is someone who looks like the Joker wearing, like when he when he's wearing regular makeup, but he's like trying to hide the fact that his skin's all white. Ooh. It's freaking me out. <laughs> Are you talking about Klaus Kinski? No, next to Klaus, Claudia oh, Cardinal. The lady? Oh. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I mean it in a nice way, but man, it's like it's staring right at me. Getting the, getting the willies. Well. Well then. This has been the film with three brains, along with the three willies. ending yet. <laughs> Yeah. All right, I'm out of here. I have to go hide under my bed. Bye. Thanks for listening. So he's sort of tall. Kind of. With hair. Yeah. And he wears T-shirts sometimes. Yeah. Yes. That's it? Yes. Well, I mean, he's Preston. He's Preston, you know? Preston. I like that guy. Preston! Preston.